You're listening to the last session of the day with the Sight Guys. Welcome back to the last session of the day with the Sight Guys. And today, I, Tim, I just wanted to ask you this question, just kind of uh, jumping right into it, is uh, past couple of weeks I've been thinking about this idea about sometimes I notice that clients have this, I don't even know how to put it, maybe this expectation about mm-hmm. being fixed or having this this therapy, quote-unquote, being done to them that somehow through some miraculous process, they leave the session or leave the treatment feeling better. And and it's not an uncommon thing, as you can imagine, you know, when people go to a physician where they expect mm-hmm. to kind of be better or healed, if you will, by the physician. Uh, but here, to me, therapy isn't like that. And sometimes I get stuck in like how to present it to the client so that on the one hand, it comes across as I hear what you're saying and also at the same time, like this isn't really how that works. I wanted to pick your brain and see kind of what your thoughts are on that. Yeah, I, I, so I I think I run into this all the time and mm-hmm. um, and and it's and it's honestly something that I need to and, and I have been like like sort of working on it myself because um some feelings that come up in me, I, I, I start to get a little bit annoyed when that happens. Um, and, and is it, listen, like, like, is it any clients coming in fault? No, 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 like n- not at all, but there's a big misconception here. Right. Um, and I think the misconception is, you know, people, um, have, have the, have the belief or understanding that, um, they're coming into therapy almost like, like they're getting a procedure done. Right. Right. So, um, so I mean, even, uh, heck, over, over the past couple of weeks, um, you know, I was having a conversation with this woman and, and basically she was like, you know, I just really hope that this therapy works. And I was like, okay, like uh, un- understandable. Um, but you know, I, I said back to her, I was like, you know, that that's actually more dependent on you than the actual therapy. And she's like, what? Right. Um, and I was like, well, yeah, you know, like, you know, it, really most of the work is actually, in in your ball court right it's 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 sort of like it's more so what you do with it like it's like i'm not going to uh fix your brain or change your mind or anything like that it's really like how much or 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 to what extent do you take the work that we do and and you run with it mostly in between sessions right so um it's I, i think it's a huge misconception like so if you think about you go to the dentist right they do a procedure on your tooth and then your tooth is fixed and then you're done Right. Um, with with psychology, with mental health, it's it's totally, totally different. And, you know, really, I'm, I'm, I'm stealing this quote from somebody else, but really, most of the therapy happens in between sessions, not in session. Right. Right. I mean, that's I, I think that's such a such a good point and it may be worthwhile for for all, all of us as therapists to kind of keep that in mind. Uh, because to your point, people come in and, and they have this, you could feel it. It's almost like sometimes they don't even say it, but mm-hmm. you could feel like I'm here to get healed, to get cured with mm-hmm. this ailment that I have, call it whatever it might be. And like, you're here to do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and sometimes it's hard to put into words because it's just a, it, it's a, like a nonverbal communication of that expectation. I don't know if you run into something like that where it's not actually verbally stated. A hundred percent. Right. I, I think, you know, I've, I've run into to cases in the past where it's sort of like, Hey, like we've been coming every week. Like, why is this not fixed yet? 
Right. <laughs> and so I say, well, what are you doing all the other hours of the week that that you're not here? And if the answer is, well, just more of the same, then it's it's not like I'm, you know, uh, saying some magic mumbo jumbo that is going to fix someone. Right. It's sort of like, you know, in therapy, we're sort of uh, putting ideas down, putting our heads together, working together, learning, exploring, yada, yada, yada. And really, it's so important to take that and run with it. And you know, I, I think where a lot of my frustration comes up is, well, um, I, I do want to help people. Like, right. you know, it, it is, it is important for me to help people. And, and that's actually what I want to do. But really the, um, the variable in question is the person that I'm seeing, how much they want to work on themselves. Do you feel like, you know, now that we're talking about it, something just came to me. It's like, do you feel like we're complicit in that to some degree. And the reason I ask this is because looking back at more, you know, psychodynamic, psycho, I would probably even say psychoanalytic <clears throat> approaches where, you know, the, the patient comes in and there's the psychoanalyst analyzing the patient two, three, four, five, six times a week, where kind of the insights are supposed to be happening in session. So there is this dynamic between the therapist who knows everything and is analyzing even the word, right? Like there's a therapist analyzing the patient. There's that, mm -hmm. you know, there's like three elements to it, the patient, the therapist, and the analyzing that's taking place. Like, so to me, it was just like, maybe we're complicit in that to some degree. And even, you know, as, as you and I are <clears throat> also taking a, you know, a CBT uh, seminar, you know, I was listening today and something came to me. It's like, it's also like super structured. And in a way, when it's like super structured, it also feels like a treatment. It was even on one of the slides, I think it was even called treatment. And I'm thinking when we're saying something like treatment or treatment starts or treatment ends, the word treatment itself has that that sense to it mm -hmm. that it's being done to the to the patient so i'm wondering the terminology that we use the type of approach we've had in the past or maybe even current approaches that are more in line with medical because to use like a, a procedure right as you know we do have a procedural code for the session that people submit to insurance companies really mm -hmm. so everything is so medicalized so i'm wondering because of that system we're in a way complicit to it it maybe maybe not that i'm thinking out loud maybe it is partly on us to kind of re-educate ourselves and potentially educate the client in the in in the session be it the first or the second where hey listen you know all the cliches i'll do as much work as you do but but making it known that hey listen you know we could figure stuff out but you trying it out you seeing whether it works you doing the experiments you bringing it back to the session is is really where we solidify quote unquote some of the gains that we do in session yeah yeah and and I think that you're right. And, you know, talking about, and I don't really know exactly how to put this into words, but, um, you know, I, I get the sense that like what therapy actually is, it's, it's, um, oh gosh, it's, it, it's so hard to explain this. Um, in, in the context mm -hmm. of, of, you know, um, the systems, right? Like insurance and diagnoses and like the medical model and all of those sorts of things, right? Um, it doesn't fit exactly one-to-one -one like everything else in the medical model does. Right. It's just like 10% or 20% or off. So is it like, yes, like are, are, are people in treatment? Yeah. Yeah. Like that's the that's what we call it. And, and it makes sense that we do. And like, are there like diagnostic codes and procedure codes and all those sorts of things? Yes. But it's so much different than any sort of other 
quote unquote procedure that you would go in and get done because it's, it's really more so the client doing more work than me. Right. Right. So, so, so I think that it's, um, you know, it, it does it a disservice to anyone trying to figure out what the heck, like what, what this is um, because of the system in which therapy and psychotherapy exists. Yeah. And and I, 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 yeah, I, I think that's actually very well put. I think it's, it's maybe adding to it some adjectives like active treatment or an engaged process or Mm -hmm. some level to show that the person needs to be involved in this because to me also sometimes when people come in and they have this aura about them that they want to be fixed. I do wonder, is it partly that we're complicit in it? Is it that they're just naive in how therapy works? And they've been to many physicians, right? And it's mm-hmm. basically the same thing. And then they kind of assume you come to another provider. Notice that we're all called providers. So there's provider providing treatment yeah. to a patient, right? Even that that sort of uh, wording is very similar to something is being done. So sometimes I would imagine it's just person is used to being going to physicians another one potentially is people people being naive to how therapy works but i also as you know my my little spiel on this is that but i also feel like sometimes it's it's uh, intertwined with uh clinical presentation as well like presenting as a way of like well things need to happen to me in order for me to feel better rather than me taking the onus on myself to seek mm-hmm. out ways to get better. And sometimes it, it, you know, now I think I'm a little bit better than I used to when I just started out, but like teasing apart, is it really that just medicalized model that people have? Is it just being naive about how psychotherapy works or is it intertwined with this clinical presentation of like, I'm powerless, like things are needed to be done to me rather than taking an active role. Like I'm coming here, I want to maybe learn something new, but I know it's on me to work through some of those issues with the help, notice the word, with the help of the other person, of the other provider, in this case, like a psychotherapist. I don't know, just those three pieces, I feel like play a role in how people diagnostically, even how they get better. Because people who come in like feeling like victims to be saved, I feel like probably do much worse than people who are naive to treatment or maybe who are quote unquote medicalized in their view. Yeah. And and so I, I think it, it really needs to be all of our jobs as, as providers here to, to, you know, um, really make sure that we're crystal clear about that in the beginning, because there's, there, there's such a big discrepancy out there. I mean, you know, I, I I would probably think the same exact thing if I didn't have this job. You know, right. how the heck am I supposed to know, right? So, um, so I think that conversation is super important, um, and I'm hoping that this conversation is important for some people. Um, and yeah, uh, to 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 your last point of kind of uh, I don't know, like almost like like a like a, I like I need to be helped or fixed or saved kind of mentality. Um, I think that in and of itself, like that, that thought process would really need to be changed, right? Kind of like building up some, some, um, uh, I don't know, energy or motivation right. or or whatever to like, to, to take care of ourselves, because that's actually what this is. Um, <laughs> I, I, I th- there's an analogy that I use. Um, I, I say that therapy is like a car, right? So um, I'm always in the passenger seat. Mm-hmm. And and the client is always in the driver's seat. So they control the the steering wheel and the gas and the brake. And so they, they're really choosing where we're going, what we're doing. I'm merely in the passenger seat, sort of like guiding, giving directions, suggesting. But it's sort of, uh, you know, really all the control exists in, in, in the driver's seat. So that's that's a that's a quick little analogy that I've sort of picked up on over the years that I've been throwing out there. That's um, a really great point. 
Oh, well, thanks. Because, well, because, you know, no, because I, what I'm saying is, is, I guess it's a great analogy maybe to use in the beginning of treatment, even because in a way, if a person feels uh, <clears throat> disempowered, you mm-hmm. making that analogy or that claim could also hopefully open up the person to being a little bit more empowered to make direction. On the other hand, could automatically start bringing up some clinical issues, being uncomfortable being the one in the driver's seat, right? Like by mm-hmm. definition, if you're always in, in the passenger side and all of a sudden now you're driving, wow, that could be, you know, a lot of anxiety coming up. It, it, it could be really scary. And, right. you know, like here people are probably coming in thinking one thing, this guy's going to help me. He's going right. to fix me. I don't know, whatever. And I say, yeah, well, you know, I, I, know I can die, <laughs> but, it, but, but it's really ultimately you driving the car. Um, Oh my gosh, what? Like I've been thinking about going to therapy for years and now I'm here. Um, so yeah, I, it, it absolutely could be um, scary. And listen, it would be an important thing to work through. Right. Like, so, so boom, the, the, the work is already starting. What do you mean? Right. And then, and then, and then we're in it. Right. Um, so, so yeah, so that, that analogy, I think is a pretty good one, not to toot my own horn. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, 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 I think it paints a good picture. So what would you, Having said all that, so what would you say or suggest to some of the listeners out there? What kind of what's the what's the most effective mindset to have when a person out there starts thinking about you know potentially coming in to see um, a, a therapist? Like how anything to think about? Any way to kind of change their mindset? Yeah, well, so I mean, I'm you know ultimately. The goal is for there to be some sort of change, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. we want we want something to change. I don't know what it is, right? It, right. It, it it can vary, but it's really sort of like you know, like I'm going to go to therapy to get help with the the change that I want to make, mm-hmm. and like maybe the change is like, oh, I'm too anxious and I want to be able to learn how to go to the grocery store without having a panic attack. Right? It's like okay, great. Like I can sort of assist you with that. But, but really sort of like tapping into sort of um, our own intrinsic desire to make that change. Mm-hmm. And um, not saying that that's not something that we can work on in therapy because you absolutely right. can, you know, we can work on motivation and all that sort of stuff. But, but really viewing it as something that, well, like I'm going here because I want to make a change um, and, and having that kind of mindset with it. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get. I just, I'm smiling to myself because I, I think about you know I I do um, <clears throat> I, I take you know most of the calls uh, when mm-hmm. people call in, and mm-hmm. a lot of the times I think you and I joked about this or with our intake coordinator Gabby. I, I joke about this all the time. I try to talk people. I don't want to say talk people out of therapy because that sounds a little too strong, but I try to suggest that it's a commitment. It's a time commitment. It's a financial commitment. It's an emotional commitment. There's a lot of commitments that, that, that come into play. And I, and in a way I kind of do it jokingly, but on the other hand, I, I kind of want to make sure that people are ready mm-hmm. for what this process is like. Because anybody could just come in flippantly for like one or two sessions, not see any benefit, and then say like, "Well, I've tried therapy. Therapy, yeah, or that's a pet peeve that that I, I okay, will ever get over. I've tried therapy and it didn't work. Well, mm-hmm. who did you see? How many times did you go to? Were you even willing to give it a chance? That's a 
complete complete aside, but that that's just a pet peeve that I have. <laughs> but but I I do try to suggest to people that it's a commitment. Like, are you ready to take this on? And you know, mm-hmm. again, I don't know if it works all the time, but hopefully, even through that con- that initial conversation, that process that you and I are talking about is starting already for the people, mm-hmm. uh, even before they get to the clin- the, the specific clinician. Yeah, yeah, and uh, <laughs> that that is a big pet peeve of mine too. When say like, oh, like I I tried therapy, it doesn't work. Right? It's, like, it's sort of like, okay, well, like, did you try yeah. in therapy? Right. It's, it's sort of like, like go, going back to our conversation, like, you know, like a lot of it really has to depend on you and your work. Right. So like, did you meet with someone for 45 minutes and then do nothing for the rest of the right. week? Well, probably. Right? I, I should. Next time I'm going to say like, well, you know what? I tried, I tried medicine. It didn't work for me. So now that I'm sick, I'll never try medicine again. Cause obviously it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> that would be... <laughs> pretty good. Or well, another total aside when people say, I don't believe in therapy. Oh, I don't believe in that. I, I, I want to rant about this before. Like, what is there not to believe? It's not like, you know, like Santa Claus or not. Like it, it's a thing. It exists. It works. Empirical data, blah, 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 whatever. Um, but anyways, yes. Yeah, so long story short, I'm thinking that, you know, um, or I mean, heck, you know, even even if I'm reflecting on the the people who do really well in therapy, mm-hmm. there are people who, you know, who, who come in and, and they're, and they're, and they're very intentional about about it you know they're they're saying like i'm coming here for this reason i really want this i want to work on this i want to change this and then we say okay and really it's it's the folks who you know have so much motivation that they take what we do in session and then they take it and they run with it right um those are the 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 types of people who really do best because they're 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 really engaged and they're really working on it um whereas i don't know other people who kind of come in and probably no fault to their own but they kind of believe that i'm just gonna have some magic words that are gonna fix them far 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 less likely to for, for them to get better if they don't have that perspective shift on where the work actually is and and who's in what seat in that car how do you do you ever like because I know I've I've fallen prey to this many times. Like in the beginning, you you get a sense that the person is very eager and interested, and then maybe whatever x amount of sessions in, you're actually beginning to get a sense. Well, no, actually, they're wanting to be fixed. Like, do you how do you do you like shift midway? Do you like all of a sudden pull out the the good analogy that you used five minutes ago? Like, how do you? Because that seems to be like a you, you see what I'm saying? It kind of sounds like a, a hard shift now because I actually thought you were very eager to change, but now I'm getting a sense that you want therapy to done to you to get better. And yeah. do you like, what do you do in that sense? Do you kind of, I would imagine like just leaning into it, like reprioritizing goals or do we just whip out like, Hey, you're not, you're not like holding your part of the bargain about actively working in treatment. Like, do you, do you have a couple of yeah. know, ways that you approach that? You know, um, I start. I start a lot of sentences off with "I'm confused," right? um, or like, or you know, like help, help me understand, kind of, or something along the lines. Like, you know, um, you know, help help me understand. You know, when I first met you back in March or whatever, uh, you know, like we had all these goals and all these plans, and like we really, you know, maybe really working on this outside of session and now it, it, it kind of seems like our like our progress has slowed down like what what do you think's going on here like like is it something with like like 
that, that I might be doing that, that I could be doing better or, you know, did, did something happen, blah, blah, blah. So to kind of like open mm. up that conversation, probably tossing in the analogy, oh, like right. remember like what we said, you know, and kind of normalize it to say, listen, you know, it, it could be normal for uh, people to think that they're coming into therapy to be fixed and hard to do the work outside of session. How do we work through those barriers, uh, kind of revisiting the treatment plan, revisiting goals, that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I, but, but I think you have a really good point. It is really easy to, in the beginning, get st- like kickstarted with like a lot of good goals and a lot of good work. And then, you know, three, four, five, 10, 12, 15 sessions in, we, we kind of stray away from it. And I think it is always important to kind of bring it, bring it back and make sure that we're super intentional about what we're doing. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that, that's an excellent point because sometimes like when to catch it and how to catch it and how to bring it up, uh, depending on the person also sometimes is, uh, yeah. <clears throat> is, is, is not an easy because everybody has their own approach to, to how to make sure you could bring up a delicate subject. Yeah. And so, um, uh, this, this story comes to mind. Um, um, a person, well, okay. A, a friend was in therapy. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, anyone who's in therapy loves to tell me all about it. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Um, and, uh, you know, so, so, so I asked him, I was like, so like, so what are you working on? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Like, like, you know, like, 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 what do you hope to get from it? Like, what do you hope to achieve? What do you hope to change? Like, what's like, what's the game plan here? And he's like, I don't know. I just kind of just kind of go and talk and hope for the best. And I was like, oh, no, like there, there, there should be a little bit more right. to it than that. And they're like, what do you mean? And I was like, yeah, like, you know, like it should be like, like working towards a goal, working towards this. And there, and he's sort of like, oh, okay. Um, so, so what I said to him, I was like, listen, like, uh, I think that you should bring that up the next time that you meet with your therapist. And so you guys have that conversation, like, where are we, where are we going? Where do we need to go? Um, and, and that really is a, a recommendation for any, for any listener out here, like even thinking about therapy or in therapy or, you know, I, I think both the therapist and the client should always have like a reasonably very good idea right. of where they're at and where they're going. Right. Um, and, and to your point, it is sort of easy for that to, to, to fall by the wayside. Right. Yeah, no. And, you know, that also brings up the idea of, you know, even changing like the, the medical model. I'm just thinking of a couple of people that I know in personal life and in clinical life is that they also advocate for them with physicians, because I know I've been to physicians previously where they just like say things. And then, you know, then, then you kind of reflect back, like, what did they mean? Instead of like in, in the appointment time, like, well, why is that? Can you tell me a little bit more? Or like almost like mm-hmm. advocating for yourself. And I feel like that that's true in the, when you go see a physician. And it's definitely true here as well. If anything, it's like a lot, a lot more important in, in this sort of sessions, in these sessions rather than that with the physician. But not, not that we're having this conversation, that element of like advocating for yourself does exist in the medical world when a patient comes in. I, I think here is just as important, if not more important. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally agree. And, um, super duper duper important for, for everyone to be on the same page, because if you're not, then I don't know, we could be missing so much. Right. 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 Opens up a whole other conversation, but how many, I, I just known so many clients that told me before that they've gone to therapy and continued to therapy just not because they were benefiting, but because they didn't want to say anything about mm-hmm. changing the mm-hmm. dynamic and it would just be going, I don't know, maybe out of obligation or maybe out of just, uh, disappointing the therapist that they're not actually helpful. Yeah. Uh, 
Ugh, it's it's an aside, but I was just like that. That kind of comes to mind that some people don't advocate for themselves because you know it's a it's a human relationship, right? Like you see a person once a week, you know, maybe for weeks, months, years, you know, and then you say like, actually, mm, this is not working, or, yeah. or it really hasn't been working for years. I just just feel bad, so I just keep coming. Yeah, and no, nobody wants that. No, <laughs> no, no, no therapist wants that. No. Um, well, if anyone's listening to this and that's you, well, yeah. maybe this is your call to action yeah. to, <laughs> to to speak up a little bit because, boy, that's the last thing I ever want to happen, right? Yeah. Well, because even even <clears throat> as a therapist, I, I, I wouldn't, if, if any of the clients that I work with listening, please bring it up because like, I'm mm-hmm. thinking like, oh, maybe I'm helpful. And then in reality, like <laughs> you're coming in just out of obligation. Like that's, there's a significant disconnect there. I, I wish, wish clients would bring it up more often. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, there you go. There you go. Well, uh, guys, I, I hope this was uh, helpful. You know, just again, keep in mind that therapy, ju- you know, is an, is an active process. Please advocate for yourselves. When you're feeling like it's not going the way you'd like, it is very important to bring it up. It's beneficial for you. It's also beneficial to the therapist to know what he or she is missing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, guys, please keep that in mind. And uh, we'll touch base uh, soon. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in this week. As always, we hope that you enjoyed the show and please make sure to subscribe. We love to interact with our listeners. If you have something you'd like to comment on, ask us about, or hope to hear on the show, please message us on Facebook or Twitter at Last Session of the Day with the Psych Guys, or send us an email at lastsessionotd at lukeandcenter.com. Hope to hear from you soon and tune in next week for another engaging episode. This has been the last session of the day with the Sight Guys. See you next time.